Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are here wrapping up uh, session five of five of this podcast. Uh, our topic is human-centered and inclusive policies, and we're we're trying to help our listeners develop a human-centered and inclusive company culture, which is not a policy, not a list, but it is humans. Get that? The human-centered part. We're here today with not our. Pizza. <laughs> yeah, not pizza. Delisa, <laughs> our very special guest, said uh, company culture is not free pizza. It's um, not free pizza. <laughs> it might be free lobster. What about lobster? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or how about, does anybody in, in your workplace or do you know anybody that actually, instead of the pizza, they got the free uh, frozen turkey for Thanksgiving or for Christmas? No, but that would be actually that that would be such a time saver and awesome. <laughs> It'd be more of a time saver if it was cooked. <laughs> yeah, that's <what> <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I want to give our listeners some ideas about like, where do they start? I mean, we've been all over the board here in our previous four sessions about company culture and inclusion and human centered, but uh, Jaleesa, as an HR expert, um, you know, and a consultant, where, if somebody came to you and said, where do I start? What would you do? So I I personally always love starting with creating uh, the employee handbook, but creating it more like a culture guide, if, if that makes sense. Um, and I always love one, hearing from the team first, like getting an idea, do they understand the policies? Do they feel supported by the current policies? Um, really making them a part of the process. Um, so one, because we can't create this book of things that they have to follow and have no idea if they fully understand the things that are in this book, or if there are other needs or, um, uh, you know, how can we be more inclusive in, in these policies? Um, and then I also love, you know, from the organization standpoint, what are your, what are your goals? And it's really taking that human centered approach to really create that, the new policies, whether it's a handbook or whether it's new policies. Um, and then I think the next step is educating everyone what that means. It's not just creating these policies, making sure they're inclusive, but it's also training managers, training leadership um, to also have that human-centered approach when enforcing these policies. So what you're saying is, oh, I don't know, maybe get everybody on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times we're like, yeah, we have that policy. Yeah, oh, we have that policy, but it's not it's not equitable. That you know, the managers are kind of doing their own thing and enforcing things differently. And um, you know, it's just making sure to um eliminate any of those biases and eliminate just one person making a decision on some of these things, right? And folks, if you're, you know, figuring out, oh, wow, my departments, they're meant that we do do things differently in this department to that department. That's a huge legal risk. Huge. 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 So, huge. And know, it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. Oh, this manager over here sends them home when they do this. This manager mm -hmm. over here just gives them a, a little email and a warning. Well, guess what? If you have different genders, races, ability, disability, so on and so forth, all the EOC characteristics, and it's not intentional that it's, that it's discrimination, but 
unintentional discrimination Absolutely. is still discrimination. Absolutely. And so you need to make sure you're being very, very consistent with your actions um, related to your official, your unofficial policies. It doesn't matter if they're official or not. You have to be consistent. Mm hmm. So handbook would be the first thing, making sure everybody's on the same page. And folks, well, and I'm sorry, it's it's most like doing an assessment, like gathering information, doing an assessment. Where are we? And then hearing from the team, where do we want to be? What type of organization do we want to be? Like what, you know, what's important to us as an organization and utilizing the feedback from the team in order to develop what it is that you want to be, what, you know, what you want people to feel like, what you want the culture to be like, right? Um, and then it's developing the policies, bringing the team back in. Do you understand these policies, right? Educating the, the management team to ensure that they're being equitable in their de decision-making and enforcing of these policies. Agree, agree. Um, you know, you kind of, you kind of nailed it on the head. It's and I'm I'm reading this from an article from HiveLearning.com, um, and there's a bunch of steps of how to create an inc an inclusive culture. And step five, there's eleven steps, I believe. Step five is making inclusion inclusive, <laughs> and it's it's really the truth. They they say in this article, you know, you could spend thousands of dollars on leadership training um, on how to be an inclusive leader, how to make an inc be an inclusive culture but you don't really you can't change it just by doing training you have to actually change it and you have to hold all the leaders and i don't like using the word leaders because we often say think oh well if you're a manager or you're a leader and it's like no not necessarily mm. you could be you know the receptionist and be the leader in the organization yet although you don't actually manage anybody but you really have to be again be consistent and be transparent and be intentional and communicate to everybody what's going on all right, folks, so you have two HR people here. You obviously don't communicate everything, right? You right. don't tell people the horror stories or share discipline amongst um, amongst employees to let, you know, making sure employees have their uh, trust you and they they feel respected that when they get in trouble, that it stays between the management team and possibly HR as well. And something that I'm hearing a lot, a lot of the organizations I work with are remote or fully remote and they have employees everywhere, right? And so the you you mentioned the word in, being intentional. And I think that's super important, especially when you're in a remote environment and we have a lot of organizations that are like, what, you know, what is our culture now? We don't have an office. We don't have the water cooler, you know? And it, I think just that, just wanted to flag that just being super intentional, whatever it is that you develop, being super intentional in your in your approach. <laughs> Tell us before we wrap up a little bit about your team and you know what what is the ideal client for you? The ideal client for me, I, I meant it when I say it, I'm so passionate about creating workplaces where people feel supported. And I think that comes from my history of being in workplaces where I wasn't supported and I didn't feel like I can bring my, my authentic self. And then being in an environment where I did feel supported and how much that changed my life, almost like a 180 and just seeing how impactful it is. That's why that's my passion, right? And so I look for organizations that are um, know that, hey, we're doing the best we can, but we know that there's a lot more that we can do. And we, we know that we don't, we can't do it on our own. 
um, organizations that want to create a workplace where their employees feel supported and that they, they're inclusive and they really want to do that inclusive approach. So that's kind of what I, and I'm always like, how are they treating their employees? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the first thing I look at. How are they treating their employees? Um, you know, what are their employees saying about them? Because um, that to me is like, if, if the employees feel supported and taken care of, that's an ideal client for us. We work with a lot of mission-driven nonprofit and social justice organizations. That's awesome. Congratulations to you. Yeah, thank you. I love it. I love this work, if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I'm like, even when I try to take a day off and I, I get like an email or I, I can't even help myself of helping people. <laughs> They're like, they sometimes be like, oh, send me, you know, send me a contract or an invoice. I'm like, yeah, it'll take me more time. Let me just give you the answer. <laughs> right, right. Same. But you know what? That's what that's what it is about being inclusive and human centered is we're all on this earth together. Um, this earth that's falling apart and we really should be helping each other in order to, you know, help um, the common everyday employee succeed and not hate their job. Right, right. <laughs> With that said, we're going to wrap up this podcast series. If uh, What is the best way for people, our listeners today, to connect with you and contact you if they want to follow you or if they have any needs? Yeah, I definitely will say um, our website is the best place to get information. And then finding me on LinkedIn, is that's probably where I'm most active. Um, and the, Julissa, J-U-L-I-S-S-A, Martis, M-A-R-T-I-S. I feel like I was an early adopter of LinkedIn <laughs> back in the day. So that's where I've, I've been on there. Um, I love LinkedIn. I love it's, I, I love connecting with, with everyone and anyone, um, even if it's just to say hi. Hey, thank you so much for um, introducing me to the Luma Human Centered Design Practitioner Certification. I am going to look into that because I have never heard of it before. And, you know, the reason I share that with our listeners is, listen, we can all learn something new every single day. You know how to contact me, Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. And if you're interested in interesting things, JC has his own podcast. JC, you want to tell our listeners what that is? Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you very much for welcoming me to the episode. The two of you have been on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt at all, Wendy. <laughs> you, got the two, you two are fantastic. I'm listening to this and I'm like, I can't even believe I'm on this episode because this is like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching like, like two of the heaviest hitters. In all of HR, talk about some of the most hot topics out there. There's a podcast called Interesting Things with JC. It's a daily podcast that lasts anywhere from one minute up to eight minutes in duration. Stop by jimconnors.net to check it out. I'll have a new episode for you every day. And it truly is interesting. It makes me giggle and Google stuff every single time. And it's only like five minutes, not even sometimes. So um, definitely uh, a, a good way to get your spirits up. Stay safe, everybody. Take care. And we look forward to talking to you again on another podcast. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.